Hello and welcome to another fascinating and insightful episode from the Bakersfield Health Channel, where we talk about the small efforts you can make to live healthier now that yield big benefits for the future too. Now, with COVID-19 still prevalent around the country and Kern County, we are very lucky to be joined by two experts in their medical field to help explain the connection between COVID-19, diabetes and kidney disease. Joining us for the first time today is Dr. Harold J. Bear. Dr. Harold J. Bear is a nephrologist in Bakersfield, California, and is affiliated with multiple hospitals in the area. With decades of experience and specialties including internal medicine and nephrology, we are so grateful to have Dr. Bear on the show today, sharing his knowledge and advice. And our regular listeners to the show will be more than familiar with our resident medical expert. But for anyone new, Dr. Kumar is a board certified cardiologist and the medical director of Heart, Vascular and Leg Center here in Bakersfield, California. He has a glowing reputation for being an excellent provider who is passionate about his work. So on today's show, we're gonna be delving slightly deeper into the virus that has been a part of all of our lives, unfortunately, this year, and how COVID-19 can directly impact diabetes and kidney disease. But first of all, before we go into that, I would love to know a little bit more about yourself and how you entered the world of medicine. Yes, well, everybody has their goals in life. And so at some point a long time ago, I decided that medicine was my goal. And when one goes to medical school, you decide how you're wired, if you're gonna be wired for medicine or for surgery. So I was, my mind thinks along medical ways. So I wound up in internal medicine and I found nephrology, the study of kidney disease and hypertension to be very challenging. And so I chose that route and that's, where I wound up. That's brilliant. And what was it about internal medicine and specifically nephrology, which you just mentioned there, that made you specialize in those fields? And can you just give a brief summary of what that is for the listeners? Okay, so nephrology is a study of kidney disease. The functioning unit of the kidney is the nephron. We have one million nephrons in each kidney. And so from that term came the title of the specialty nephrology. So in being introduced to it, there was a lot of mathematics, thinking, analysis, and when I first was exposed to it, it was clear that most physicians didn't know anything about it. And I felt I could make a contribution if I could acquire expertise in that field and that's what drove me. And interestingly, the areas that we work in in nephrology are not the areas that drew me to the practice. It was the, it was the as I mentioned, the analytical parts of it that were intriguing. Nevertheless, it is what it is. And I'm happy that I wound up in this specialty. That's fantastic. And it's so great to kind of hear why you got into it as well, because it sounds really, really interesting. So let's move on to the main topic of discussion, I guess, today, COVID. Um, so to begin with, Dr. Kumar, can you just briefly tell us what COVID-19 actually is? 
Emily, COVID-19 is an infection caused by the family of coronavirus, especially CoSARS-2. This virus causes COVID pneumonia, which causes inflammation of the lungs, and predominant symptoms are cough, fever, and shortness of breath. Problem is, this is causing mortality at various uh, percentage level in different parts of the world. Anywhere from 1 to 10% of the people end up dying if you have COVID pneumonia. That's a shocking statistic, really, isn't it, when you think about it? And in, in Bakersfield, we have a huge problem with diabetes, as we know, and as, we, as we've spoken about on previous episodes. Does this affect the likelihood of developing severe COVID-19 symptoms? Well, what happens is uh, patients who have diabetes or uh, kidney disease, those patients, if they end up having COVID pneumonia, their complication rate is much higher as compared to people without diabetes or having kidney disease. So it's a very serious issue and very serious problem. Absolutely. It certainly sounds like it. So I have a few questions around the connection of COVID, diabetes and kidney disease. But firstly, Dr. Bert, can you just explain to us what exactly diabetic nephropathy is? Yes. Diabetic nephropathy is involvement of the kidneys by diabetes. And what happens is there is deposition of material in the kidneys which causes kidney damage. As a result, you get a constellation of clinical findings and biochemical changes. It starts with very small changes in blood tests and urine tests, but thereafter, blood pressure begins to rise and the ability of the kidneys to excrete toxins and poisons every day becomes impaired. So that whole constellation of findings, including the biochemical changes and clinical changes in the, in the patient, coupled with the histologic or tissue findings on biopsy is what diabetic nephropathy is. And unfortunately, it's a progressive disease. Once we make the diagnosis, of which at the beginning there are absolutely no symptoms. The patient cannot know he has it, he or she has it, unless the physician makes the diagnosis based upon the clinical picture. But the good news is, if we catch it early enough, there are ways in which to reduce the rate of kidney function loss, because that's the most important issue, is the loss of kidney function. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And I'm sure you're aware that a recent study was written on the impact of COVID-19 on patients with diabetic nephropathy. And they discovered that there was an 87.9% excess pro probability of developing COVID-19 pneumonia in patients with this. Why would this be? It's a matter of the immune system and compromised host. A compromised host is somebody who does not have normal immunity, who has additional underlying comorbid conditions. Now, when there's an 89%, let's call it 100% to make it easy. 100% increase means it doubles. It means it doubles. So there's a 5% chance of developing COVID pneumonia in the general population. That means it's 10% in the diabetic or diabetic nephropathy population. So that puts those numbers more in focus. So it's the 
issue of the underlying conditions that predispose these people to these complications. And as Dr. Kumar pointed out, the incidence probably of COVID in the diabetic or diabetic nephropathy population may be a little higher than average, but the problem is, is the complications are higher. And it's much higher if you have wildly uncontrolled diabetes. And it's much higher if you're obese. So if you combine all those together, the outcomes can be very bad in that subset of people. Absolutely. Thank you. And Dr. Bayer, reports show that people hospitalised with COVID-19 are at significant risk of AKI, which can obviously lead to serious illness, dialysis and even death in the worst circumstances. Firstly, can you just explain what AKI is? And secondly, why would patients with COVID-19 develop AKI? So AKI is acute kidney injury. This is a broad uh, title for any time that the kidneys are injured, whether it's mild or whether it's severe. So patients can develop acute kidney injury with any severe infection. There are complications of infection, including particularly low blood pressure that predispose you to this complication. And it's the same for COVID. It's the same for COVID. So acute kidney injury can occur in COVID patients because they have the complications of severe infection. There's severe infection by itself, whether it be COVID or anything else, may cause this kidney injury. In addition, the virus itself may cause a kidney injury. So most of the patients who develop it, develop it because the infection is so overwhelming that their body is so compromised. And not only do the kidneys get injured, but other organ systems as well. And that's where people do so poorly with multiple organ system failure. Okay, thank you for that. Just kind of giving us a good introduction to what AKI is. And how would a patient know if they were suffering from internal issues relating to the kidney? People usually don't know they have any kind of kidney problem until it's very severe. Okay. The function of the kidneys ironically, has little to do with how much urine you make, how often you go to the bathroom, none of those things. Patients whom I see say, I feel fine. I say, I know, I expect you to feel fine. Because these are usually mm -hmm. biochemical changes that we see that tell us that the kidneys are malfunctioning. And as I pointed out, not until the condition is very severe are there actual symptoms. So it is a difficult task to convince somebody that the kidneys aren't normal when in fact they feel perfectly fine. It's easier if they have a symptom, then they can recognize it. Otherwise, they have to believe me. As the toxins and poisons, as the talk, what happens when the kidneys don't work properly, lots of things go wrong, but in particular, the toxins and poison level that the kidneys excrete every day builds up because they aren't being excreted. But not until that toxin and poison level is very high are there any symptoms at all. It's quite remarkable. People can, mm. can have 15% of kidney function. In other words, they've lost 85% and feel pretty well. 
Yeah, that's, that's very interesting actually. Uh, we see this all the time as Dr. Baer is mentioning. Uh, occasionally we will uh, see the patients towards the very end. They may feel nausea or they may feel lack of appetite, uh, feel weak or tired, but most people uh, don't get any symptoms. So I guess that, like you say, that can be a massive problem because people are thinking, I'm absolutely fine. What's the doctor talking about? And over to you, Dr. Kumar. In the USA specifically, we are seeing a huge number of the adult population who are not willing to get a COVID-19 vaccine. And the rates of vaccine hesitancy are very high compared with places like Europe, for example. Why do you think that is? You know, it's very interesting uh, what you asked. Uh, over the last uh, three to four months, we have seen some changes. Uh, if you look at uh, the data from February, if you remember, uh, many more people were not willing to get the vaccine, actually, uh, uh, especially even the white population. Uh, they were very reluctant, and especially the Republicans uh, as compared to Democrats. I don't know why, but that was an interesting uh, effect. But if you look at the data just from last week, uh, United States, uh, about 46% uh, of the patients have at least one dose of the vaccine, which is almost 150 million adults. 112 million adults have been fully vaccinated in the United States, thanks to the triumph of science. This vaccine has really uh, worked wonderful. Uh, if you look at the part of the world where they do not have the access to vaccine uh, that efficiently uh, as we have here, uh, the rate of COVID uh, infection is very high in those areas, especially uh, currently if you look at people in India, yeah. uh, Brazil, uh, Turkey, there's many parts of the world uh, where they are really having uh, serious problems. We're very fortunate here in the United States. Uh, people are more willing to get vaccinated. As, see, one of the reasons that if you look at, let's say, Kern County, okay, Kern County is the seventh highest as far as hesitancy is concerned uh, to get the vaccine. And we sometimes blame it to the access, actually, blame on the access. It is not the uh, uh, issue of access. Actually, if you look at, Kern County has the seventh highest access in the state of California. But the uh, rate of vaccination uh, as compared to 46% of the people in the country, only 35% or less people in Kern County have had at least one dose of the vaccination. Fully vaccinated uh, people in Kern County are about 25% as compared to 32 uh, or 35% in the uh, rest of the country. Mm -hmm. I think uh, what COVID has done is uh, it has really exposed the long-standing disparities that we see uh, in the uh, delivery of the healthcare or the access to healthcare even. Um, we have a, a lot more uh, population of Hispanics uh, and uh, educational status in Kern County as compared to the rest of California is rather low. So I think it's very important that we have uh, and the authorities uh, or the communities uh, reach to these uh, uh, people, uh, get them educated about, uh, a lot of people actually don't even, I know in February when I talked to one of the patients, he did not have any idea that there is a vaccine available for uh, COVID, you know. So I think it's very critical for us to have those outreach programs, have the educational programs where we can have the access and the delivery of healthcare provided to all. They're just suspicious. 
people are skeptical and suspicious of a, of a new vaccine. And it has its side effects potentially, obviously, but you've got to make the right decision for yourself, whether to be vaccinated or not. So in the, in, for our purposes today, in this diabetic population, uh, it's a no-brainer. Their complication rate is so much higher. Any, any obese diabetic should absolutely get vaccinated, even if there are potential side effects, which there are, of the vaccine. The side effect profile is uncommon, but the risk of not being vaccinated is so substantial that the benefit clearly outweighs any risk. So people just have to convince them yeah. that they should get it. They get nervous about it. It's understandable. The whole thing is amazing that they could create a vaccine for this virus in a year's time. And they take off the handcuffs of these manufacturing companies and let them do their work. Look what happens. It's amazing. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's almost like Star Wars technology. They could do this. So people <laughs> ask me, should I get vaccinated? I say, well, it's your decision. You decide. And if you're a teenager, whether it's worth it or not is debatable. But if you're an, a senior citizen, especially diabetic, especially uh, if you're obese, absolutely it's worth it. Yeah, well, I, I totally agree. Especially the uh, people who are over age 40, 45 and have any uh, chronic conditions like high blood pressure, diabetes, chronic kidney disease, history of heart uh, attacks or heart failures or any of the chronic diseases. Uh, as Dr. Bayer has mentioned uh, even a few minutes earlier, that these are the patients who will succumb to uh, COVID uh, quicker as compared to the uh, you know people who do not have any other uh, issues. The diabetic who gets COVID pneumonia, who has severely uncontrolled diabetes, has a 30% mortality risk, as opposed to maybe four or 5% in the general population who get the pneumonia. So it's, it's, it's an astounding increase. And if you, in terms of your weight, if you are a six foot tall man and weigh more than 220 pounds, you are considered obese. And that puts you in another category of high risk. So imagine many diabetics are obese. So obese, diabetic, uncontrolled diabetes, that is a time bomb. Yeah, and the access to vaccine, we are just, we were just looking at it yesterday, uh, is absolutely amazing and wonderful in Kern County. Uh, anybody can get vaccine. Uh, there is many different places like fairgrounds. They can just walk in and get the vaccine. So please, uh, please go out and get the vaccine. It's very, very important, you know. Absolutely. That's a really important message. So I know you touched on it just then. So just to be totally clear, for patients with diabetes and kidney diseases, it's particularly important for them to get the vaccine, right? Yes. The diabetes is the big ticket. You know, anybody with comorbid conditions that is additional underlying health concerns, they're a greater risk. Personally, the biggest thing is to make sure that you wash your hands and use reasonable distancing from people who might be infected. 
Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. It's uh, so actually you touched on a wonderful, uh, very important point. It's uh, important. This this virus is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Okay. So the hope and the only way that we can protect ourselves really well is get the vaccine. Okay. Even after getting the vaccine, there is uh, about one percent, or slightly less than one percent, of people are getting and catching the infection. So we have to be very careful and just continue to follow the CDC guidelines whether it's a mask or staying uh, three or six feet uh, distancing and uh, so all the precautions, hand washing, those are all very important to continue to follow. We can argue about masks. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we won't get into that one today. <laughs> Dr. Kumar, you famously always leave us on a positive note. Have you got any final words for our listeners in regards to diabetes, kidney diseases and COVID-19? Emily, I think uh, now, if we summarise what we talked about today for our listeners, the risk of COVID, pneumonia and the associated mortality or the complications is much higher if you have any underlying chronic conditions like high blood pressure or diabetes or history of uh, uh, kidney disease, uh, heart failure, heart attacks, any of the chronic conditions or obesity, for example, even. Uh, so it's very critical that we take care of ourselves, get vaccinated and be very vigilant about what we are doing and where we are going and how we are living life. That's great, thank you so much. And finally, Dr. Bayer, if the people at home want to get in touch with you and your team, how can they do that? Well, they can call me. There's a phone number in the directory, but I, I always would advise people who have questions about not only kidney issues, but the general health, is to contact their primary care provider first. Because people think they may have a kidney problem because of some change in their urination habits. And as I mentioned before, that's basically almost never reflective of an absolute, of an underlying kidney issue. So if they know there's a kidney problem, they can look me up, I'm readily available. But as I said, the first stop here is checking with your primary care provider and seeing if he or she thinks that a kidney specialist consultation would be appropriate. Excellent. Thank you so much. I think that's it for today. So thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, Al. And thank you, Emily, for having us on this show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Bear and Dr. Kumar. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the Bakersfield Health Channel. Now, if you wish to speak with a physician regarding any of the topics that were covered in this episode, you can do so by visiting www.heartandleg.com or contacting 661-324-4100. And please do share this show with anyone that you think could benefit from the information we learned today. You never know, it might just be the helping hand that someone needs. From the Bakersfield Health Channel, may you walk stronger and live longer.